It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number um, I'm Angry of Jobbing Out. That's, oh my God. That's, that's the number of the episode. Um, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton. Aaron will be back in a second. Uh, he had to pee or something. I'm um, angry about that, too. What? Fuck Aaron. No, yeah. You know what? Seriously, dude. You know what time we're doing. You know what time it is. Like, let's do it. And if there was ever a week... Where we could do a 12-hour show, this would be the week, because obviously this was the week where Raw made the tag team champions a tag team again. So everything is good. <laughs> everything is good. All is good here. We're all happy. Look, we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to try to do it intelligently. Um, it's, it's, I, I have a feeling it's scream o'clock. I, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. All right. <laughs> Two things. One, uh, Dana Brooke is going to join us later on in the program, and I'm very excited about that because I effing love Dana Brooke. Um, Me too. I, we, we talked about this, you and I, off the air. Um, I, I do, I've do. i never understood what somebody doesn't see in Dana Brooke. Um, you know, it's, it's really funny because I, I we, we have talked on this show about uh, – I bring up Tony Storm. You guys have talked about this with Lacey Evans. The idea of someone who's both really good looking and has the ability to go, and I like I look at Dana Brooke and I say, "How? You've got the person. You've got them. They're there. Like, what? What are we doing?" But um, you know, particularly when you see a match like, um, and of course, like you know, the weeks are going to melt. Was it SmackDown where Lacey Evans? Oh, yeah. fell over the yeah, ropes or whatever. Not, not great. Not great. And, and um, that's as someone who and, has and look, always I, been all about Lacey Evans, but right. And I get that, like you're, what you're trying to do is choreographed with people that you have not been necessarily working together. And so, I, I like I I understand that that's difficult, boy. That's so low on my list of complaints for the. Whole oh week. yeah, I know. We can't even right? we can't even waste like two uh, more seconds on that. All right, so yeah, Dana Brooke joins us later, and we do like that because Dana Brooke is awesome. So uh, we will talk to her. Um, just just about her, and uh, hopefully this is a big year for her. So, so the sound you're hearing, that's the bourbon that I need to drink to get through this conversation. Let's let's do two things, because here's the way I want to present. <laughs> uh, here's what I want to present this. We are going to do our best to talk about what's going on in an intelligent way and use context and not just, oh, we hate everything, and you know the, the stereotypical wrestling fans that are the worst. We will do, we all, everybody right. knows what occurred. Everybody's watched for the last week. Right. So we all know what's going on. Um, so we don't need and, to read- and more has occurred, right. by the way. Right. And we don't Since need to- Thursday that's- that has pissed me off. Okay, that's interesting to me too, because I would actually argue that most of Monday night was good. Is what pissed you off? No. The opposite. No. The most of it, except for a couple of a things. A couple but but like one the- particular thing. Okay. The oh, here's I just get out of the way because like the the last segment of Raw was one of the best last segments of Raw. Yes in like recent memory it was it was so good at such a needed time that like it literally well that program has been 
very good the whole time. And it should be, right? Like, it's it's an actual story. It should There's... be, because it's going to lead to Edge winning the title. Oh, God, stop it. Um, <laughs> it should be good because... By the way, much... it totally is now. I hate you. It I hate totally you so is leading much. that way now. Shut up. Um it it should be good because there's an actual story involved. It's not just throwing a couple people together because one of them's famous. Like like this is an actual story that should be told. So everything about the way that Raw ended on Monday night does not erase the disaster of the last week. But my God, how needed it was for wrestling fans to have something that they can hang their hat on and say maybe everything isn't the disaster that we think it is. Something on WWE. Correct, on WWE. Thank you. Um, it also has led to a lot of smarter wrestling fans saying if there's a lesson to be learned about the last week and if there's anything, you're dealing with a, a pile of shit right now that you can shine up a little bit by making Randy Orton Edge the main event at WrestleMania. Yep. And... It's not what you should. It has to be at this point. I completely agree. It's not the way things should be, but given what you've got. It's the way things currently should be. It has to be. Yes. This has to be your WrestleMania main event. You cannot. (laughs) God. God. Hello, Aaron. Aaron's back from urinating. With with the asterisks that the Brock thing is pretty good, too. It, with, with the asterisk of we finally got something good from the Brock thing, yeah, I, I think you could you could make the argument that the fans can feel good assuming that Drew wins, which I don't think is necessarily a safe assumption. Not a safe assumption. I think nothing you, is a safe. It's not a nothing safe is assumption. A safe assumption. Let's just let's no just put no no that no, out. no. But even but even beyond that, I think it's fifty fifty at best as who's walking out of that Agreed. that place with the belt but even, even beyond the craziness like you could you could argue that brock should be champion going out but you could argue that a moment with drew you know really going through that journey and walking out would be i think there's still i don't think it's terrible for brock to win this match by the way no i, I don't, don't either but I, I i think it's only terrible if he wins the way he won thursday <laughs> well yes um, correct I think if you have a real match and Brock prevails, I think that just benefits whoever eventually beats him. Uh, and, and I think it does a lot for Drew, too, as long as they don't just go back to you know, him losing to Riddick Moss or something. Mm, mm, well said, Aaron. Good argument that Brock... We're trying. We're trying. Aaron, we'll try to get Aaron back. He's cutting out right now. Aaron, you're cutting out. I'm sorry to tell you that. You're cutting out right now. Uh, I'm cutting out. Am I still cutting out? Uh, better. Better. Keep trying. All right. Am I good? Am I good? It sounds like you're underwater, but keep talking, and we'll see where it goes. This All is... right. We'll see. What... Look, look. this is a crappy show for a crappy week of wrestling, and that that's what it is. But, yes, I mean, even beyond the Brock, yeah, I, I think that the Edge Orton thing is, is certainly the single most compelling thing on a show. And as you said, they needed something compelling. The question is, I mean, look, if I'm going to be, oh, God, how are they going to ruin this? Which, quite frankly, I mean, that's the mindset I'm in right now where that we can't have nice things is that, like, this is the peak of it. We 100% not- cannot have anything. 
I you Good. say this is the peak of it, but what do you mean by that? Like no, I think I'm, I think we're still going. I think he's gonna merc Christian at some point. Like I think we still have a couple layers to go. Well, here. I don't know. At some okay. point, that gets redundant to me, though. Like yeah, at some that, point, that's that's what I'm kind of saying. Is like okay, we've got we've gone here. Like yes, you can do Christian, but at some point, it's like Edge is coming back. They're going to have the and, and it's fine. You you've gotten to that point where. We're four, you know, we're four Raws out or whatever. You can do that. I think we have an extra layer where, like, Edge is going to be on Raw Monday, right? So That's I what think, we think, yes. So I think we have an extra layer where he looks like he's not ready. Christian's there to protect him. You do something there, and that's what leads to, like, maybe some kind of unsanctioned match. Or, th- by the way, that's the way this has to go. You can't do a match now. Like, this has to be, like, Ms. Shane McMahon. Like this has to be that. Can Edge can't do hit that? the guy's wife and do, wrestle him. Can Edge like, do that? Hang on, you might argue that it's better for Edge to be doing something like that than it is to be doing a true wrestling match, right? Of course like it is. you might argue that it's better for Edge to do some sort of notice qualification. Like the Batista Triple H match last year mixed with the Miz change like something like that. Right. Be- because because A, I mean A, you know, take all the show away, we truly believe that would be the most entertaining thing. B, sure. what they've shown us is you can't do that to the guy's wife and then wrestle him. Like it doesn't work that way. Wait, you know? wait, wait! But I, but I thought you can. It's just your your attitude era face if you mess with someone's wife and kids. I mean, he didn't beat the no, shit I, I, out of his I, wife. I, I'm just talking. I'm just I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> no, no, no. But 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 I agree with you. I mean, the, with the caveat of all right, let's just. I'm. I am. We still don't exactly know what Edge can do physically. That's the only caveat. But it's a, it is a caveat. I don't disagree. But again, I come back to, unless something... I the, the thing with Drew was cool. It was a cool segment. And I, you know, I am more... As I said, I'm the wrong person to talk about that thing, right? Because everybody else is way more into it than I am. And yep. I, I fear that part of that is the standard is so low that anything that isn't utter shit will just say, hey, we're on board with. Um, no, it, I think it's been legitimately good, though. I, I think we thought before we were covered in shit that it was good. I No, I've said the same. I think it's fine. I don't think it's a compelling story that's been told. I think it's... You Drew know, is the compelling story. I think that Drew's we're inclined, story right. is the compelling I think story, we're inclined and that's what to like, right now is working. And, and, and they've leaned into that, and that's fine. I Again, I think it's fine, and we're elevating it beyond that because of a lack of better options. I think yes. we're we're acting yes. like it's great because everything else is shit. I think in the context of like this, <laughs> just just comparison, and I don't have to go that far. The obvious comparison is last WrestleMania, right? Like, in comparison to the stories that were told leading into WrestleMania last year, this ain't great. This ain't even good. But in comparison to what else we're getting. You know, this is what we got. No, I would say it, it compares it, 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 to the Batista Triple H thing. But that was, it was Batista like, Triple H was like fifth Give me what on I our, want. Fifth was Batista <laughs> I mean, Triple was H. Bad, but right? you're saying Batista fifth Triple H was like fifth on the list last year at WrestleMania. Oh no, fair. Like the fifth like, on the list thing is the number one thing on the list this year. That's what I'm saying. Well, gotcha. right now number yeah, yeah, one yeah. is is Edge yeah, Randy yeah, Orton. That's, that's fair. Well, la- last year honestly was we we got spoiled. Yeah, I don't like, disagree with that. Like, it, we got spoiled. I don't you know why we got spoiled because something just happened that they couldn't. Yes. Yes. Get out of Things the way. Things happened, of. and they and weren't. that didn't happen this right, year. Right, but you're because right. they got in the way of it all. Okay. Because there were things happening, but they fucking killed them immediately as soon as they yes. could. 
Yes. Kevin Owens was happening, and they the killed The Fiend him. was sort of happening. Yeah, yeah. it definitely was happening. The uh, Fiend um, was 100% yes. happening. Yes, the Fiend yes. was 1,000% happening. happening. Kevin Owens was happening. There were lots of things that were happening. We, and, okay, yes. let's go there. All right, so <laughs> here's what I'm going to say, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to present it this way. I don't, in, in fairness to just not bitch for the sake of bitching, because first of all, everybody's already had a week to bitch by the time they've listened to this show. Yeah. I, I want us to try to come up with context, and that's what I think is going to be important yes. to our conversation. The context for me, for what happened over the course of the last week, is similar to a topic that I brought up a few times, which is, I always say, make it so that what I watch matters, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what bothers me most as a wrestling fan is, I want to know that if I, if you've got me to tune in, that what I'm watching matters. That it's not just it all goes away in a moment's notice. And that's the big one. That's the big mm-hmm. issue with what happened. The biggest issue is why in the fuck would I ever tune into Raw or SmackDown on a week-in, week-out basis if in a moment's notice someone who is not a Raw or SmackDown performer can just step in, rip up everything that I've seen, and who Shana? gives a fuck? What's that? You mean Shayna? Well, I mean, yes. that's part Shana. of it. Sure, sure. Throw <laughs> that in. She's still on NXT. Didn't you see I, the yeah, thing beside not her a, name? She's not a Raw or a SmackDown performer. <laughs> so that's the, that's the first <laughs> element of it to me. But it meets the second element, which is, I, again, as Aaron, you point out, we got spoiled a year ago. WrestleMania was for us. WrestleMania was for wrestling fans a year ago. And, and yet, you know, still was great and got a lot of pop culture attention despite the fact that they managed to make a WrestleMania for wrestling fans. It's weird. They incorporated mega stars and yet still managed to make it something that wrestling fans could enjoy. It's almost like you could do that. It's almost like it's not hard to do that, and you don't have to fuck everything up in the process. Now, it's easier when one of your mega stars is actually working every week like Ronda Rousey was, but, like, you know, you can do it. It's possible. But it's... There's I, so many bizarre levels to this. Hang on, let me Wait, fin- let me let finish. Me, let, let me finish okay, this thought. Ahead. Let me finish. I, this I think I can simplify it, but you finish. Let me finish this thought. I can accept to some extent the the premise that is WrestleMania is just never going to be for wrestling fans, and we have to live with that. That it's far less frequent that we're going to get a WrestleMania that's for us, and we have to live with the fact that WrestleMania is just not for us. Okay, like I I, I don't think it should be that way. I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's hard to do it both ways, but even if I accept that premise, that means that the other shows need to be for us. And when the, ha- the multiple pay-per-views leading up to WrestleMania are clearly not going to be... Why the fuck are they even doing a pay-per-view this weekend? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, this is insane that they're, that they're going to hold a pay-per-view on Sunday for nothing. I mean, it's the most irrelevant... I-, I don't remember as irrelevant a pay-per-view as what they're going to do this Sunday for what should have a premise. When you're talking about multiple pay-per-view events leading up to WrestleMania that aren't, when is it going to be for wrestling fans? When is the time during the year when Well, in theory, they're going to say us? all these guys are going to kill themselves for no reason Sunday, and that's for wrestling fans. I mean... I mean, they're wrong, but I'm saying, like, they think that. They think, oh, you, we, the people that watch AEW and stuff just want to see people kill each other in a cage... So that's what we're going to see, and that's why they put all those... That's the only reason the Lucha Brothers, or whatever the fuck their name is, are in the Lucha House Party. I'm sorry. I do not want to mix them up with the Lucha Brothers. My God. Um, the Lucha House Party is in there to die, right? <laughs> like, they are in that match to fall off, that's, or to, that's for Kalisto to do that's a triple true. flip off the top yes. of the yes. chamber or whatever. 
Um, that's what they think, right? They they're like, okay, we'll just but these again, guys can all kill each other for the tag titles but that I'm a, don't matter but, on but, Sunday, but, and but, then we'll do. But the answer, big but show answer we the question, big picture. Because so the the answer the answer in theory is SummerSlam. The answer is SummerSlam and WrestleMania have flipped. And and yeah. I actually I wrote this I wrote That's this in fair. an article. It was the Raw after WrestleMania in Dallas. I said. You know, WrestleMania is no longer the Super Bowl of wrestling. It is the all-star game of wrestling, and SummerSlam has become the Super Bowl of wrestling. The problem is they're doing this; they've been doing the same thing to SummerSlam the past few. That's years. That's the issue, fun. right? Like the issue is that, like that, it's the exact same thing. And Royal Rumble has no, or Royal Rumble is the one thing that you could say maybe that's the one. Maybe Royal Rumble is now the one event for wrestling fans all year. Because sure as fuck ain't Survivor Series. Well, I don't know if you knows. know this. It's the one time all year. I do know that. Everybody knows but, that, but, but, Hold on. But if it builds to that all-star game that doesn't matter, then it's just part of that it doesn't matter bubble. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is yeah. Survivor Series sure as shit doesn't matter for anybody. So if Survivor so Series I, doesn't matter. Guys, I had a realization when I was punching my computer after what happened on Thursday, and then I was punching my computer after I saw what happened on Friday, and then I was shattering my computer on the sidewalk after something that happened last night. And I had the realization that WrestleMania this year, and maybe going forward, but definitely this year, the only reason they're doing what they did is because of what we heard and that they're selling this show to ESPN or whatever. And and as soon as we find that out, it'll, if it happens, it'll all... Hey, look, guys, you could have Roman Reigns and Goldberg on whatever... ESPN Plus or whoever that we heard they're trying to sell this to. Here's the um, thing that doesn't make sense. I don't think that's the biggest match on the card. It's not. That's no, like, but to like ESPN, it would be right. But is it? Is it bigger than John Cena? Is is Goldberg bigger than well, John Cena? I mean, in, in, in the con- I, I would say he's on par with to a uh, casual fan. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. To yeah. a casual fan, I, I, I it do. Is, it I, is. John Cena is a big mainstream name, and yes, Goldberg is too. I don't know that Goldberg is bigger than John. I don't think Cena. you understand how big wrestling was when Goldberg was a main. person. No, I understand that. Well, then you John can't say Cena that. Like, that's like good, saying Stone Cold Steve Austin Mo- isn't as big as John, John Cena. John Cena is on Good Morning America. I, I think so would Goldberg be? I think I think they would have I, I him. Don't, at no, one point. but I'm saying John Cena right. in a hall, in a talk You're, you're talking about that. John Cena being a regular pop culture figure today. I think that there's what you're talking about is a very fine line. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns is two legit stars. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt is one legit star and a wrestler. Um, and that one legit star might be more legit than either the two stars in the other match. But yes, both... and I think that that's where I'm having trouble with this. Is that like because again, the mainstream going... doesn't care about Bray Wyatt? Yeah, nobody does outside uh, but of wrestling. They, they, I think they care a lot more about John Cena than both of them. Right, but again, th- th- your argument be, would be why they should have made it John Cena versus Roman Reigns or something like that. Well, like, no, you... uh, well, that too. But it's it's well, you know if we're going back to Orlando and we go back to the fact that they put the belt on on you know the Lesnar Goldberg. It was very clear which match was the bigger match there. This one doesn't even make sense in the business sense to me. Yes, it does. I mean, you can't pre- you can't I, pretend that Bray Wyatt matters. No, that I'm match. I'm I'm pretending that John Cena is bigger is the biggest by far the biggest name of the well, board. Wait, you can argue wait, whether it's by if far. Rock, I think but if the Rock came back and was fighting Eric Rowan, that wouldn't be bigger than than if, if the Rock was a. If The Rock was in a match, it would be the biggest match. But the they card. wouldn't talk about anything other than him being there. They wouldn't say, that's oh, fu- you got a big match with but Eric Rowan. Like, it, it, but if it was the match and they put the title, you know, if they put the title belt, if they put the belt on The Rock, 
that would make business sense to me. And this, if it's about business, doesn't make as much sense. So hang on, you're talking about so two different. Think the belt on Goldberg makes business sense. They already if done it, it one time, it and they proved themselves right. If if it does, no, I'm saying that it makes more sense for Cena. Cena is the biggest name they have on this card. Okay, well, course, hang on. Uh, we'll get to that. I think wait, 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 I think we a, all agree to, as to where the belt should be in, in between these two matches. Right. There's, so that's, but there's, but there's that's two, a whole other thing. There's two that's separate whole problems. Thing. Right. There's two I separate think, problems. I think where the belt is and what matters to ESPN so what, are two different things. I, I, I don't think that ESPN cares Cena versus Goldberg. I don't. I could be wrong about that, but Cena versus Goldberg, versus Goldberg. What? No, 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 no. I mean, like, who's having? Who's the? I think this idea that Goldberg means something like uh, the biggest star is the biggest star in my mind. Did you if see we're the talking... headlines though when he won the belt? I mean, yeah. it was all over the internet. Yeah, I don't. I it's weird because I, I in theory I think you're onto something that John Cena is a more relevant pop culture figure. Yes. But I think what yes. we're crossing yes. so into with recency bias. I, right. Not I, well, overall. sure, but that's saying... that matters. Um, what I think we're crossing yeah. into is that for sports fans in particular. Goldberg, for some reason, represents um, something more significant than John Cena does. Like, the, the male population doesn't really give a fuck that John Cena hosts Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? They never right. will. They don't know that he hosts that. It's irrelevant. It's not on their radar whatsoever. For the male population, Goldberg is still a very significant figure, even though he's largely disappeared. Over the years, he's still a larger than life persona that has existed for a very long time. So I, I think that there's a fine line in what you're doing. When you say the Today Show, you're right. But what WWE like is going for with males, they don't fucking watch the Today Show. They're, they're never going to watch the Today right. Show. It's irrelevant that John Cena would go on the Today Show and Goldberg wouldn't. Goldberg, thank you, thank you for finding what I was trying to yeah. like. I, I, yeah. I, that's what I felt, but I, but I that, did not express it. That, and then I guess then the question is, why do the like? Because they WWE has proven that they do care about the Today Show, the all the mainstream stuff for the past to an umpteenth degree. Well, like that's what they they've I mean, always, at least in recent years, valued more than anything. You still have to care about that. That doesn't. No, I think no, I know, I know, I know. I guess, I guess. This one, and this was actually the lesser of my issues with a lot of different things about this, but it's just weird to me that this is what they're but going with. I, and again, the answer is also Roman is involved. In right, the and that's the thing. We're, Roman, we're, we're, combining, we're combining various different things here. And yes. I, yeah. and, and and I, think, Aaron, yes. I think you were onto something when you said they wanted to put the belt on someone that everyone would be mad about so that they'd yes. be happy that yes. Roman would beat but, him. But they're yeah. not going to get that. That's unbelievably I, I wanna, evident. I wanna, I, I That's not back coming. To as far as the the make it worth it that I'm watching, like what they did there, you know, if for the people who do watch, who watch the fiend, who watch everything, what does this say about the rest of the roster? Well, it says I mean, like the obvious. I, I want to be very clear because we're going to get caught up in hyperbole. The obvious thing that you could say right now is. Why? How could you ever have Daniel Bryan win anything of relevance ever again, right? How could you got, have Roman be Goldberg? Right. You can't. There's a million things that you could say about that. We're all smart enough to know that in the make-believe... Seth Rollins gave him like 15 stomps. Correct. In, in the, uh, uh, unless you want to say that because Goldberg is Jewish, that was the magic power against the field. Maybe it was. Oh my God. You can, I, I, oh my God. I, obviously, you wouldn't know anything about that, Aaron, but I get it. You can, what I'm saying is that <laughs> we, we know enough in, about the fairy tale world of professional wrestling that some of this is where I want to separate from some of the things that we're going to harp on 
we know enough to know they're just going to do it. It works that way. Right. Everybody's going to survive. It's it's not the way it should be, but we we get caught up in a hyperbole sometimes. We get it, caught it, up it in does, that. But it also contributes to the, why are we watching this? If Correct. you're just going to ignore what you set up. Correct. I agree. I completely agree. I just don't want to get, tri- I don't want to trip over the hyperbole in the process. No, right. but I do think that's a part of it, is that this whole thing with The Fiend, what we watched with The Fiend, beyond him just losing, the way he lost and the way you set up everything, it does throw everything you've done out the window. Correct. 100%. And that's part of it. the Fiend John Cena anyway, then what... <sighs> Why? Why does right. it matter you're, which match has the title? Uh, well, when that goes back to the second thing we're working you with, you can which do is, Roman yes. Goldberg but without the belt. Which we yes, and that's and that was that was they my clearly prioritize getting the belt on Roman Reigns, and that is hurting them again. Yes, this hell bent nature of putting yeah, the back. belt on we're Roman Reigns back. is killing them again, again. This obsession. Look, at some point, you just got to rip the Band-Aid off and don't do it at WrestleMania. You're not getting what you want out of this. This thing where you think you're going to get out of this, to Aaron, your argument from the past, that you know now you're going to have people boo because it's Goldberg. Well, that works for a week. And then they remember they don't oh, like Roman Reigns either. It's just like the, stu- the Roman Brock thing where I would they say... Already oh, they already did, did it on they SmackDown. Put, yeah, they, they did a great started. job of made, making us hate Brock that time. But they didn't do anything to make us like Roman. You're not... They've done nothing with Roman to make him more likable. They've done nothing. And it's going to be the same goddamn thing. Correct. The same By thing. By the way, with Brock, it was sort of working. Like, this is not going to... This, this mania didn't work. <laughs> but people weren't screaming, both guys suck. Mm, they were kind of doing that. I don't at think the they match, were. At the match at Mania? No. They, they revolted were, they against were, the match at no, Mania. No, but that was... I think if you would go back... I know that you can... I know it's hard to remember... But I think if you go back and watch that, well, it was more remember. about that match going on at fucking midnight than anything. It was a combo of that. It was a combo of and what and what had match. happened before it and all of that. Like there, there was a lot of things going into it, but they absolutely revolted against it. Wait, the match. wait, which one are, are you guys talking about? Reigns Brock or about Goldberg Brock? Reigns Brock. Brock. Well, that was also in San Francisco. No, that no, 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 no. We're talking about New Orleans, the one they oh, passed okay. out for. Got you. Yeah, I was, I was gone. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, you're right about that. I was complete. <laughs> I have no idea what happened because anyway, um, yep. um, yeah, look, 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 I am, um, I am running into the, it, it, the problem is the problem, right? The problem is the, you've done all of this so unnecessarily. I also don't know. This is the funny part, right? It could be as simplistic as the Saudi said, you're giving fucking Goldberg the wrestling belt here. And, Which is another problem, by and, the way. And they said... <laughs> well, like, That's a or, huge or, problem, or Fox, exactly. Or Fox, too. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, There's a million reasons why this could occur that go beyond anything that we're talking about. But you've painted yourself into a corner where now you're saying, look, we're going to take the money, and that's the way it goes. we got a lot of money at stake, so we got to do these things. And you're, you can't pretend like it doesn't hurt you. And there's also there's also one other thing to that. It's it's like okay, it's one thing to do it, right? It's one thing to say okay, we're doing this. If you're doing it, you gotta fucking kill him, man. Like you can't do what they did, which is just beat him like you like you're gonna beat anybody else. Yeah, but you're pretending like Goldberg could do that. (laughs) Like you're pretending like Goldberg can't even do a jackhammer, right? Like you're pretending like that's an option. Point like if they were like, oh, this you know this match is no DQ now, and he hit him with a chair 18 times. I don't know. All I know is that, you know, it, it all goes back to what we said 
months ago, which is they should have never put the title on him in the first place. Well, that's, that's because part of the that problem. Is, yes. We knew that, that that would be the downfall of this, is him having the title. But we didn't expect this. <laughs> And no, but like we knew something ba- yeah. bad was going to happen. I think we've been yeah. saying it for months that we were right. concerned. Right, and you don't. The ha- second they put him in the title picture, a we were concerned he was not going to win the title because then yeah. that that's a problem. Then he did, and then we were like, I think we all said it was too soon yes. to to get him there. Like the, it's just puts well, this character at a against up against the wall. And, you and know? Brandon, you don't have to compound bad with bad, and that's that's the other part of this that is problematic, which is. This was utter shit on Thursday, right? You could the whole show, and I don't you, care. Yeah, like, there I mean, was a couple was, things. There was a couple it, bright spots. You could attempt to try to at least make chicken salad out of chicken shit. They didn't even attempt to. They right. just That's said. That's all I was trying to say. They like, just yeah, said, you're gonna beat them. "Go fuck." Well, but I mean, afterwards, I, they just walked in on Friday night and said, "Go fuck yourself." We're doing yeah. what we're do- what we're doing. We don't give a shit about you, and that's. Like, there's so many small things. Make fucking Roman Reigns win a match. Yes. Something that, small. By the way, you realize that. I went, I went through this and looked at it. If, so, I went through and looked at since the Rumble became a thing for WrestleMania. So, like, since WrestleMania 8 or so. There are two times I can find that someone didn't have to win some sort of match or, you know, do something to get in the title picture. One was the Brock Goldberg thing, and that was because they established the match beforehand, and it just so happened to turn into a title match. The other time was when they just put Mick Foley into the four-way match in WrestleMania 2000. Every other time, someone did something to get into the match. They somehow earned it. And by, so, by the way, you had a perfect opportunity because you're doing a match that is useless it's with someone that we know is winning, and, like, although we all would have assumed Roman was winning, he wasn't literally beating up and biting Goldberg and shit every week. So, like, at least there would be some, uh, like, we'd all be in on it. And, and, and there would be a semblance yes, of... It doesn't matter. Like, and there would be a purpose right now, for your pay-per-view. Roman Reigns is, at best, it, it, we're wondering why everybody else isn't just saying, uh, where's my title shot? Because apparently you can just walk up and do it. And at worst... This is kind of a heel thing to just be handed the title shot. Right. If you're trying if this is about making Roman your champion, you're just doing yourself no favors. It's just making it worse. You're not getting what you want out of it. And then you compound that with for his and again, as great as the final segment of Raw was, maybe the worst final segment of SmackDown I've ever seen in my life. That was I I have no idea. How Remind d- me what it was. John Cena. That was Cena. How oh, no, in yeah, the yeah, yeah, fuck? Okay, yes. Can we please talk about that? How in please. the ever-loving fuck did John Cena yeah. read that and say, you guys, I think this is a good idea. He also, has the point- power Sorry. to fix it. He's John Cena. When he's presented with that, he can say, guys, what are you doing? This, this, this Have has- him lay me out. This is this Why looks is the fiend pointing at the WrestleMania sign. But it's it starts guys. with everything. And the thing is, like, you can almost create a story, like, like go back and make a story because it's like, you know, because of how he, you know, he remembered what happened at WrestleMania, he has to do it there. But the problem is, you're already at this but point. Every it's ounce already of lost. every like, ounce of the premise, every ounce of the premise is insane. You're making it so that the fiend yeah. does not give a fuck what happened literally a day earlier. His just right. uh, has no concern about it whatsoever. It's like it never occurred. Well, You're he was just yelling and disappeared. Remember which, that was which sort of too. makes sense for the fiend that he doesn't 
care about losing the belt because he never cared about the belt, but then why did he care about the belt Correct. in the first place? Correct. Correct. And he you cared combine... about the belt so much that he made his own belt. You combine right. that with John Cena's insane promo. Like, what the fuck was that? Well, it was, it was, you know what it was? It was, it was him being the diametric, because they're trying to make Goldberg the heel in this, so he was being the complete opposite of that. But it's insane to do that. Right. Because now we're just, here's the thing, Goldberg's not the heel, WWE is the heel. Correct. Vince McMahon is the heel. <laughs> right, and right. that's the problem in this, all of this. Yeah, it's, it's, because it's like, hey guys, someone else really deserved this spot. Oh. So I'm not going to be in WrestleMania. Just kidding, I'm going to be in WrestleMania. But when you pointed at a sign, like, I had to take back everything I just emotionally said. All right. of my emotionally charged message is complete shit because some random guy pointed at a fucking sign. It was the worst segment I have seen in I don't know how long. It was, and again, juxtaposed by an amazing final segment to end Raw. And we, I give credit where credit's due. That was amazing. This was atrocious. This actually, I'm not even kidding. I actually feel better about the Cody Rhodes whipping segment because of seeing this. This was the worst segment of television I have seen in an eternity. It was actually somehow worse than the first segment of SmackDown, which was horrible. <laughs> what was the first that segment? Was, that, that, was, was, that was the Goldberg Roman. Right, where Roman oh, just gets to walk and, out and, and say, and, and, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was worse than the first. It was, because it was a waste. It was a complete... It was all a waste. Every no, but at of least, SmackDown, every bit of this WrestleMania build outside of, God, outside of Rhea Charlotte, is a fucking waste. No, Edge, Edge, oh, well, Edge, 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 Edge Norton. Norton. Yeah. Edge Norton and Rhea Charlotte. That's what they got going for them. Everything else is garbage. And even Rhea sure, Charlotte, I, I, so I does it make sense. judgment that Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens might be okay. Okay, well, sure, I'm enjoying Thankfully right they did, now. and thankfully they <laughs> that did was, That the... was a pretty good, they, they kind of, of course, corrected that a little bit, took the titles <laughs> I, off them. Man, that was you know. good. That was good, yes. That but was here's here's what it goes, and I, I gotta run right after this. I really expected, because this is gonna be the first time in so while that I haven't gone to WrestleMania. I really expected to have WrestleMania pains around this time and being like, oh man, I like starting to look at oh, flights, figuring oh, out if I can make it. I'm absolutely not at all right now. Yes, not I'm in absolutely in the thank God I'm not going camp. Like I'm yeah. absolutely I'm like in I'm the, like in the thank God this wasn't last year. Correct. Camp. Yeah. Correct. Oh, hundred percent. I am in the I, we have dodged a massive bullet by making no plans for this WrestleMania. And the fact that money in the bank is coming to Baltimore makes me feel pretty great, right? Like maybe money in the bank is now gonna be the night for wrestling fans. Maybe maybe right, that's th gonna be the recovery show. That, right? that might maybe that's if if you want a night for wrestling fans, maybe it's money in the bank moving forward. But by right. the way, the past couple of years that has been the recovery show. If you if you yeah, remember, no like they did a bunch of crazy things. No doubt. All right, uh, when we come back in, we will we will talk about AEW. We will get to that. We still have some other things we need to clean up from WWE this week. Uh, and we have to make picks for another fucking pay-per-view for some reason. <coughs> so all of those things on the way. Dana Brooke later on in the show. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen, and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world, and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? Go to army.com slash Baltimore to find out. To learn more, contact your local Army recruiter and find us on social media at U.S. Army Baltimore.
Back in here for segment number two of Jabbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Don't forget, Dana Brooke joins us in segment number three. All right, before we get to um, making our picks and the AEW pay-per-view, Brandon, you know, you mentioned uh, between segments there was one thing that you're still really pissed about that we didn't get to address in segment number one. And, yes, that is the other thing that occurred. Um, It ain't great (laughs) is all I can say. Uh, I guess Ricochet is just dead now. (laughs) I guess. Guys, guys, Riddick Moss should be the number one contender for the universal title. Jesus. For the world heavyweight title, I should say. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Guys, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what what was that? What what (laughs) was that? The only, look, the only thing I can say is it's the setup for a comeback, right? Like, that's the only thing that I could possibly say is that in their minds, hey, if we're going to have him lose, we might as well really have him lose. And you can set up a story of him coming back. And, you know, like that that's the only thing I can come up with. No, it's not okay. As we talked about last week, it makes absolutely no sense that Ricochet was ever the choice for this match if you weren't going to let him do anything during the process. It's just bullshit. Right. The match well, was garbage. Like, I don't even know why. Aaron called it, by the way. He, uh, he, by the way, I called he, it because you guys... He, you guys thought this was at least mildly about Ricochet, and as far as the... I'm not talking about Riddick Moss. The Riddick Moss thing is a totally separate situation. <laughs> but as far as the Brock Lesnar match goes, it was about one thing. Brock Lesnar had to have a match, and there were no other faces that were currently unbooked. That's, that's he was the only that's, face that's of that. That's all like, well It should have been our truth I was going to say, it should have been our truth no, no, no. and you can it do what they did. Our, it yeah. should have been our truth but as far as guys... Of that level, everybody else was booked, so they put in Ricochet. It was all about Brock. It wasn't about Ricochet at all. But there is no point to doing this for nothing. There's no point to ever doing this for it, it nothing was, unless... It was about getting Rock at Saudi Arabia. That's all it was that's about. Fine. Like, that's fine. could do that, that a million other ways that, without doing what they, they did. Didn't, they didn't want to have Ricochet that's, show off. That's It's not about having him show off. You keep coming back to that. Right. He doesn't have to show off. He has they to, didn't do want to do anything. Something. They wanted Brock to be Brock. They wanted that's... Brock to look as strong as possible going into WrestleMania, and that's how. You can still look that's as how. strong as... The difference between him doing that and having Ricochet be able to do one fucking flip is nothing, Aaron. You're, right. You keep pretending like <laughs> yeah. there's some difference. There's no difference in that. It doesn't make Brock look stronger. The, the, the only story is that you purposely fuck the other person in the process. Like, that's it. That's the only part yes. of this. It changes nothing about the Brock story. Zero. The only thing you do is fuck someone well, other else. Than you in, other than you enjoy the match more. And I, I do think that might have been a, a thought process. That you're they, gonna, specifically, you, because of the story they're telling, because you, they want you to hate Brock, they don't you're want you to talking, do anything to enjoy You're talking about Brock. the difference between a match in which you get a significant amount or even a modicum of offense in versus allowing him to do something. They something. want this reaction, though. They want this. You're getting the same the reaction. You you you're talking about the difference between <laughs> no, zero. Hold on, hold on. If 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 Ricochet got a few flips in, you would have said, "Okay, that was fine," right? They don't want you to say, "Okay, that was fine." They want this reaction you're, you're pretend- from the Brock part. You're talking about it being a zero versus one hundred. There's a bunch of no. fucking numbers between there. I, I understand. I'm saying, okay, let's say Ricochet gets a few flips in. He doesn't do much. It was an ex- add an extra minute to it. We're talking about this. And we're saying, okay, that was no, fine. No, the match Correct? wasn't we're fine. No, that. we're saying it's fine for Ricochet. It's not. Nobody's excited about that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to watch 
um, championship matches that go on for three minutes, and the only per- the other person only got a little bit in. Nobody wants that. It's the difference. This, this, in- this goes to the. This goes back to the who's the heel, the wrestler, or the company thing. They think that if you're mad at the company for what they're doing, then you're going to be mad at the wrestler. Now that's probably not the case, but yeah, I can see their thinking there. That, yes, no, but can. here's the that's, here's the problem not the with case. that. The problem with that is like it's like it's like too meta, right? Like. Like the, the the problem with it is like the people that they think they're doing that to are also too smart to think like yes, that. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying I can in in that case, I'm saying I sort of see where they were going there. They didn't want you to like anything about that match and in and in then that why case, do it. Yeah, that's that's because they had to have Brock Lesnar at Saudi Arabia. But then there was then, a million then you, other you, things you could do. Right. That's, why didn't wh- you're, why didn't Well you're you're creating a different problem they did that really Aaron, what your 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 response only creates a new problem instead of actually solving the problem you oh, have. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, it's good. It's, I'm just saying I can I can see where they were going, even if they were wrong in going that route. I, I cannot. It's insane. It's utterly insane. It's the definition of insanity. It's all you're doing to satisfy something is burying what it is that. Um, uh, this is the, the the low man on the totem pole thing, right? The low man on the totem pole says, "Well, if all you ever do is give the same guy the same stuff, then mm-hmm. how will you ever have somebody else to do this with twenty years down the road, right? Like, you're not yes. going to be able to create a superstar that you can take to Saudi Arabia in twenty years because there are no fucking superstars right now that anyone will give a shit about." That's the low man on the totem pole response, right? It doesn't. You don't have to be very all that smart in order to say something like that, but it doesn't wipe away the truthfulness of it. That you're, right. what you're talking about, that if you're saying their view is this is about a means to an end, we have to do this thing, and there's no way that we can even give a modicum of something pleasant in the process. That checks no boxes. It checks nothing. The only box that checks is the, well, we got Brock Lesnar to Saudi Arabia, which you can do in any, that box is checked every time. Every the scenario. That, the only box that this will check ever that and that I have zero faith in is if Ricochet is beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania next year, which is obviously that's not, not that's not right. happening. Which is obviously not. That's happening. what I'm saying. Right. That's the only way this makes sense. But it goes back to everything else. Like there has to be a payoff to this at some point. When you keep bearing, when you bury, co- like there has to be a payoff yes. to it. You can't keep doing this every fucking time for have nothing come from it. It's the same story. It, it's like you can do it to John Cena because it doesn't hurt him. You you can't do this to Kofi and Ricochet. It right. Just dest- it just destroys any momentum these guys have had. I mean, you can tell a story without just. I mean, he didn't do anything, and then you lost a Riddick Moss. And by the way, <laughs> the, the Riddick Moss believe, thing is insane. By the, the way, Riddick Moss thing is genuinely insane. And but I will. I and will he say, didn't hit him with the belt. He pinned him <laughs> fair. Like and, and and by the way, we just said Riddick Moss's name eight times on this podcast, which I can't imagine will ever happen again. Well, it also they don't they don't have any plans for, and that would right. be one thing. If they had plans for Riddick Moss, I'd be like, okay, well, at least they're you know doing. They have no plans. It for also Riddick really Moss. starts. We to, know they have no plans for Riddick Moss. But more importantly, it appears as though they've given up on the twenty four seven belt too. It really well, appears when, as though when Riddick Moss, when, when, okay, when he comes onto the show. And the only validation is, hey, he's Mojo's friend. You know he's in deep shit, right? Like, <laughs> like no, I, no I offense. Mean, like, I'm not Mojo. Okay, but hang like, on, hang on. I'll back up. I, I'll get, 
this is the world we live in. He has a look that one particular person I think would be inclined to like and would see something in and would say, we can make that guy. There's no personality. Correct. The the weird thing is that he's been there forever. (laughs) But but he hasn't. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Let's see what we have with this guy. He hasn't been there there forever. He's not been anywhere near Vince McMahon. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm gonna this, tie this all... guy was probably in like OVW or something, right? Well, he, no, I, I, I don't, don't think he goes that. Yeah. There. I don't think he goes I, that. I don't, I don't. I don't think OV. No, yeah. definitely not OVW. Or FCW. There's a chance he was in FCW. I'd be surprised, but maybe, right? Like maybe. Let Let me tie all this together because it's gonna go back to why I'm not. I'm not as excited about. This is what really jumps out to me about what happened. And again, it doesn't solve anything about what they followed up with on Monday night. The only part of Monday night that I can pray is that it's hey, if we're gonna do this, we might as well go far with it. In order to try to set up some storyline, I just have no faith that's what they're going to do. But what I fear is that the real reason why you specifically want to do this is the reports that we're hearing is the Drew McIntyre thing is completely individualized around Vince McMahon. That he specifically believes that Drew McIntyre is a star of stars, which doesn't, that makes all the sense in the world, right? That's everything we've ever heard about. He should be, yes. Correct. (laughs) Everything we've ever heard about Vince McMahon and Drew McIntyre suggests that that's the way that he feels about him. And I I hear you saying he should be. I don't feel as strongly about that. I like Drew McIntyre. I don't see him as being that much different other than he's big as shit and he's built like a brick house. I don't see him as being that much different than any of those other guys. I don't think he's wildly more dynamic. I don't think he has wildly more to offer on the mic. I think that he's... I, I think he has enough to offer everywhere else, and as you said, he I, the, looks the like one. The a star. one a the one a he has is he is a cool finisher. Sure, he has a very cool finisher. No question that's, about that. That's it. Yes. But that's that's it. Right. I think he does have charisma, though. I I, I think well, you're saying so. Hang on a second. I, think what I don't. Right. A lot of people do. Right. I'm not saying like, he has sure, no sure, charisma. Sure, sure. He, he's he's in the he's. I'm not going to say I I don't think this is this is a Vince thing. But it's not a Vince thing. Like you know, we're talking about Riddick Moss as a Vince thing like i think this is different than um that, you know I, I i okay you can call it different sure that's fine because it's different but i what i'm specifically getting to is that it it feels like this is a we need to juxtapose i want drew mcintyre to be the biggest star on the face of the planet and my juxtaposition for that is going to be that he just beat a guy that literally another guy you like couldn't even get an ounce of offense right. into and right. that's how I want to justify that this is the guy that I'm going to strap myself to. And again, at the moment, it works. But we've watched this a hundred times before. Sure. And it ends really quickly. It ends super fast when everybody else realizes that's what's going on. That you've thrown yourself behind this one person. And even though we actually kind of liked that person beforehand, now that we know that they're the chosen one, and now that we know that they're the one that's getting the benefits of, of, of basically being... once he's not chasing, what do you do? Exactly. Chase is right. the, the chase nope. is the easy thing. <laughs> I think, I think the show that we did after the Royal rumble, I said the biggest problem they're going to have is when he wins. Yeah. I, I, that was the show that we did right after the Royal Rumble. Uh, that was the one thing I said, and the other thing I said is that Edge is eventually going to win the title, which we will oh, still see. Will. But <laughs> let's, dude, there's one other thing, and then we need to get we, away from. Super yeah, we do. We, we, yes. I was going to say we. Oh, are you going to talk Super Showdown or Raw? Because there's one thing on Raw we need to discuss. Well, we, let's Super Showdown then Raw. Okay. Because there's one other thing that that's not Raw related that was on Super Showdown that. No, it is Raw-related. I'm sorry. It's both. So, um, 
So you got a big match that you're pushing for WrestleMania now, right? Um, a really big, something you think is a really big match, which is Undertaker and AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have one of the people <coughs> do one move and pin the fucking guy on, on, on a pay-per-view. I mean, what are you doing? Like, why do I care about this match now? If The Undertaker can do a shitty choke slam to AJ Styles and pin him, and by the way, if you're t- if you would be telling the story that AJ Styles was in this match the whole time and he's all beat up and was and the face, yes, but but a he wasn't the face. B he wasn't in the match the whole time. He yes. came out and picked the bones of our truth, who was booked to perfection, by the way, until yes. that happened. Th- that was the best booking of our truth I think we've seen. Ever and I'm I'm convinced somebody heard Aaron say that on the show that we should that we should that's the way that Aaron booked our truth to be in the Royal Rumble right it's like accidentally eliminate people and yeah, like know, that, that started that started with me Chief that started that. with me somebody did <laughs> and, and and it was like literally that booking it was like accidental pinfalls and DQs and well, like well, the idea being for a he, minute I thought he was gonna win but I did know? I like, did that based around the idea that he was also gonna be defending the twenty four seven belt inside the Royal Rumble that was right. that was the thought process that I had in doing that right. Um, sure. uh, so two things on this. This is going to be the funny part. I am far less offended by this. Far less. And the reason why I'm far less offended by this is twofold. One, because this is what I go back to. This is the sixth thing on the card. I'm okay with the sixth thing on the WrestleMania card being something that makes no sense. That you're just screaming out, we're doing it for the sake of doing it. Right? Like No, but why do you have the match already happen, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, like if you're if you want people to see this match, why do you have the Undertaker? And and if it's just because AJ is going to beat him, like I just don't feel well, that's, like that's that's got to be part of it. But the other flip side is that they actually the story that was told isn't as bad to me because the story that was told was that AJ was so super confident that he had won and that they had devised yeah. a plan in order to make sure he won by having his goons attack in the back. That it was such. Everything was taken away from him by the shock and stunning nature of this uh, literal zombie showing up to defeat him. <laughs> that takes 10 minutes to walk to the ring. That, Unders- that's the problem. Unders- he had a lot of time I understand that. that I understand if the that. If went out and came back on and he was behind him and did this, yes, I hear It's you. better. I this don't disagree with that. did not work the way they did it. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> but again, they had a plan going into it. That plan was thwarted by an actual zombie (laughs) so there's actually a modicum of story to that unlike say bray wyatt pointing to a sign or or goldberg just announcing that he's going to be competing for a championship or then roman reigns announcing by the way that's the other part of this that we're not talking about because like goldberg did the same thing now all we ever do is we just announce yes. that you're going to be the guy fighting for the championship so maybe that's smackdown's new thing right correct the first person first person <laughs> who announces gets it that's the way it works so in yeah. a weird way in comparison, I'll go back to the Drew McIntyre thing that I talked about in segment number one. When everything else is complete shit, and at least you gave me something this time, <laughs> oddly, I'm not as offended by it. Because in comparison to the other stories you've been telling, you told a fucking hell of a story on this one. <laughs> That's where we're at. Well, is the other thing, Aaron, that you wanted to talk about, the Becky Lynch thing? No. Okay. No, no. All right. Well, it's I think that's another g- I just, giving us shit stories with payoffs. And uh, we saw what Eric was in Rowan. the cage. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, not, I'm one of two things. I'm either convinced that it is the end, and the truth is, it was always the end. Like, yeah, there was never any plan for Eric Rowan anyway, so like, we shouldn't really be all that mad about it. Um, the other side is that it might not be the end. If they have a yes. plan for Eric Rowan, then it's easy for him to just have a cage again next week and for us to just pretend like this never happened or there's two things inside the cage or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I've seen, I, more, I kind realistic of actually, sp- I've seen more realistic spiders at Spencer Gifts of course. than that. I mean, of course. That's what I want to know. Are, were we supposed to think that was a real spider or were we supposed to think that Rowan has been carrying around an animatronic spider? No, the a- announcer was like, it's moving, it's alive. I just don't think we're supposed to think this much about it, if I'm being totally... Like, I'm willing to give a pass on this one. I think we're supposed to accept this at complete face value. I think we're just... What could have ever been in it? The case. That's the problem. But but that's the thing. I don't think they ever had a plan when they started having... I think it's like so many other things that I talk about. It's like when they started with the Lacey... I don't think they ever really had a plan for Lacey Evans to begin with. I think that sometimes... I I, I want Mojo to come out now and explain why a spider freaked him out that much. Well, he's terrified of spiders. How does the spider spit blood? Uh, a lot of animatronic spiders split blood, <laughs> asshole. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I just, I, 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 I again, I, I think there's, t- there's I also, too many. Do you know what I really want this to be? I want them to say that, uh, that I want us to find out in two weeks that Eric Rowan is actually starring in like See No Evil 4. And it's about a, like a spider. <laughs> or I mean, what, like actually, a cane. That would be some of the best work they've done in a long time. Yeah, that, that would actually be pretty great. I mean, I'm I'm convinced that I mean they could come out next week and be like, oh no 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 that that was the other cage I carry around. This was the one I actually was. hundred uh, percent. And then it's and a person sized cage. Then I all just, of a sudden he has a person sized cage. I, I don't think this is going to be one that like is going to. I don't think this is the gobbledygooker. I don't think we give a shit about this. I don't think any of us. Wait ever... wait, wait wait wait. I have one other thing. What if he has the spider beat bite someone and it turns and when the twenty fourth. What if he, the spider was the 24-7 title? Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm on board for that. But you're saying that he actually, like, makes a Spider-Man? Like, I am, yes. I'm willing to listen. And then you have him face Bonesaw. May he rest in peace. Um, no, in a championship I got it, guys. Match. I got it. Here it is. Dude, I got it. It all makes sense. Ricochet is going to lose, like, 100 matches. And then Eric Rowan is going to bite him with the spider. And turn and him into And it's going to give him superpowers because he's the superhero that we all need. Very quickly, let's make a... line they feed us every week yeah, about him being a superhero? He is, he is WWE superhero. You're right about he's that. He's really going to be a superhero after he gets bit by the Eric Rowan spider. All right. Uh, very quickly, um, I actually kind of like the Becky Lynch thing. I'm actually kind of on board with it. I like them constantly making it a little bit different. I do think at some point she's going to have to lose. Um, I don't... Th- yeah. I don't know if that's to Shayna or not, but she's going to have to lose at some point. I actually think the more compelling story, again, is the one... Like, the funny thing being, like, the Shayna story is compelling alone based on her biting her, but the more compelling story has been the one that you've been telling with Asuka, and that's the one that sort of goes by the wayside in the process. So I'm I'm disappointed in that. Um, Let's make our quick picks quickly for Elimination Chamber before we talk about Revolution. There are currently six matches on the card. We will just fly through it because they couldn't be less relevant. We begin with a singles match for the WWE United States Championship, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo, or as uh, Vince McMahon likes to refer to them, whoever those guys are. Um, This is is the NXT Latino match that we're getting for... 
I'm just going to go with Andrade because I have no idea how to read any of this shit. Like, unless the, he's being told he's got to pay a penalty for getting suspended, and yeah. so he's got to drop the belt, I, I'm just going to roll with Andrade. The fact they kept it on him through the suspension, I'll just say Andrade. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Umberto just because like, maybe there is the suspension, and then he can pass it off to Angel Garza, who can then pass it off to Rey Mysterio, who can just, then pass it back right, to Andrade. Do this Because that's how sure. this is going to work. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm going with Umberto, too, because I think that was the point of the storyline from the beginning. And I think it got hijacked by the suspension. So I think Humberto is going to win. Uh, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles. No DQ, AJ Styles. No, no DQ match. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Aaron's That's choice, not my pick. Asshole. Uh, I mean, if you're going to have him face under, unless Undertaker gets involved directly in the match, which I don't see happening, I think you have to have AJ win here. Ah, uh, see, you just... that I could totally see that happening here, actually. You think um, The Undertaker is showing up at the most irrelevant pay-per-view that they have done ever it done. Before. Um, they've done stuff like that before. Remember they had Brock come out at a really... Well, it was they announced it. Well, and they had Brock Seth Rollins, and they had Undertaker show up to set up Undertaker Brock. Yeah, but and that they was... had Brock come rip the side of the cage off of a really irrelevant pay-per-view the one time, too. Remember when he had that badass beard and everything? Um Oh man, you just ruined my. I like okay. So I did want to talk quickly, about this a little bit, but quickly. I'll make it quick. I do think they booked this perfectly on Raw because I was scared when they put this match out that I was like, oh no, here we go again. Like, not that losing to AJ Styles is ever a bad thing, but you've done all this work with Alistair Black. You can't. And the way they did it was great. And I, uh, the pay per view match though, like it's hard to say AJ losing before going to The Undertaker, but I could see The Undertaker coming out. I'm just going to go with AJ. I do Dude. think there's a possibility The Undertaker gets involved in Aleister Black wins, though. AJ Styles is the pick. Uh, uh, WWE, uh, the Raw Tag Team title match, Street Profits versus Rollins and Murphy. I mean, you have to go Street Profits. If they win it back, I, th this is just the worst thing ever. So, I, In fact, I, I, would, I would say if they win it back, you could just burn it down. Ha! Yes, um, just burn the titles, look, right? Yes. Look, uh, uh, yes, you're right. It has to be the Street Profits, and if not, what the hell are we doing here? Elimination Chamber match that we have to do because we panicked and couldn't do any other Elimination Chamber matches for the <laughs> SmackDown tag titles. Miz and Morrison, New Day, Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Ziggler, and Rude. I have the first pick, uh, Miz and Morrison. Yeah, same thing. You didn't just put it on it to take, the, take it right off of Correct. them, so Miz and Morrison. There's one other thing. I'm going to pick Miz and Morrison, but there's one other thing you could do here, which is have Ziggler and Rude win them to get the heavy machinery match at WrestleMania because of the Ziggler. <laughs> so, uh, so, that we're, so then we're taking New Day, Usos, and Miz and Morrison. I mean, that, argument, that doesn't make any sense, but they, they clearly no, love I mean, this Otis Dolph Ziggler so, thing. Well, I, I think so, the, the reports are that they're just going to do a singles match between Otis and Dolph Ziggler, which is weird well, as I, shit. No, I hope that's what they do. I'm just saying they definitely, that's definitely a thing. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Miz and Morrison. And, and if you wanted to buy Brandon's argument, what you would say back is that like that other match doesn't necessarily need the belts. Like, none of right. us are going to be angry if you just throw all those teams in a match. But Un Unless it turns out that Tucker is the one who's sabotaging the relationship, and you want the belt on heavy machinery to do that with the belt. No, I'm what I'm. No, I'm saying yeah. that like that you could put the Usos, the New Day, and Miz and Morrison. In oh, a match, oh, 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 I And see, it I doesn't necessarily. If yeah. you just said we're going to do a ladder match between those three teams, right? Like for anything, I, I don't know what you would hang up on top of the ladder in that situation. Right. That's the. I, I, I like, think you need the belts in that because it's about who the best tag team is. So. Right. I mean, that would be my the other. 
the other thing, if you're going to go down my road, is you also get a lot more stars in the Battle Royal that means nothing if uh, none of those guys have the tag belts. <laughs> Intercontinental Championship match, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, it's Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Uh, Aaron, you're first. You know, they've written this in an interesting way that they could put the IC title on Sami Zayn and it would be wonderful. And mm. it would be a great story. Mm. And, but there's no way in hell they're doing it. We know what's happening. Mm. Braun Strowman is piling up the three of them. And Braun Strowman's mm. winning. Actually, that's what I have them doing. Is I have them, Sami Zayn winning the Intercontinental title to face Nakamura at WrestleMania. Uh, I, I think you get the big Nakamura face turn. And this is the wrestling fan match on on WrestleMania. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take like like basically Sami Zayn steals the win from Nakamura, and then we get Sami Zayn Nakamura at WrestleMania. You have far too much faith. If this was a <laughs> if this was a fatal four way, I would see any of these scenarios. But it's a three on one. It, like the idea that so, one of these guys. But that's why the story makes sense because he's stealing it from the I guy. I understand, who, but like, this still requires one of these guys pinning Braun Strowman, and I just don't see that happening. Like, if they were able to pin each... If they had made this a Fatal 4-Way match where one of these three guys could pin one of the other ones, Braun Strowman is completely uninvolved, I buy that, right? right? Like, I completely I'm trying to that. wish this into existence. I know that's so what you're doing. Stop. All right, and uh, the other Elimination Stop Chamber match... Stop putting negativity into the world, Glenn. Quickly, the uh, Shayna Baszler Invitational. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus 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 Shayna Baszler. Uh, who's going to win that one, Brandon? Shayna Baszler. Okay, me too. Which version of Shayna Baszler? Will it be Vampire? Will it be MMA? There's so many different versions <laughs> I, of her. I don't know. All right. Um, uh, let's spend a few is minutes. There a, is there any way Ronda is getting involved? No. No. Okay. Um, no. Let's spend a few minutes talking about Revolution. I feel really bad that we're not going to be able to spend more time talking about Revolution this week because, it, I mean, it, it deserves more time. I, I'm going to say two things, though, really quickly. It was a good pay-per-view the juxtaposition is making people yes. pretend like it was otherworldly. It was not otherworldly. It was a good pay-per-view. That's what it was. It was a good show. Um, they obviously did the right thing with the MGF Cody situation. Like They had to get that right, and they did. So thumbs up all around when it comes to that. Um, as far as Moxley winning the title, that I, this is not the way that I thought they should go when this all started, but where they got to, I think, it's it's logical, and when we talked about this last week, it was only a question of do you do it now or do you try to draw it out one more pay-per-view in order to make it happen there at this point. They decided to do it now. Um, you know, I'm good with that. I'm good with it. It's an interesting where do you go from here kind of scenario. Um, you know, do you immediately turn around and, and do it again in May, or do you purposely try to get Jericho away from the title picture um, and maybe you know bring up somebody else from the inner circle and or do that, or do you start the inner circle breakup now? There's a lot of like there's a lot of interesting stuff that comes out of this. Uh, so I tweeted right after I said, if you had told me back in August or whatever that the first two champions were Jericho and Moxley, I would have been very concerned about the direction. But based on the way the fans have reacted, based on like how how they've done everything, it, it's worked. And I do think that you have to be very careful where you go from here because you don't want, like, the next champion can't be Pac. As much as I like Pac and would be a very logical challenger, like, you don't want to go down that, too far down that road. But the way it's worked, as far as uh, where they go with the inner circle, I think that the fact that they've set up war games or they've had strongly hinted war games, I think we're seeing inner they've circle announced versus it. the. Yeah, inner circle versus the elite there. 
I think that's what makes sense there. I don't know exactly what you're doing, and it's why Pac is, is the one who jumps up to my head as far as where to go. He wouldn't necessarily win the title, but maybe the next challenger for Moxley. But, um, yeah, I mean, as you said, it was. Uh, I thought it was a very good pay-per-view, not a, oh my god, greatest pay-per-view ever, other than the juxtaposition, but I thought it was a very good pay-per-view, and pretty much the the one thing that is like they got everything right for the most part you can quibble here but overall yeah. it's just like oh yeah this is what i wanted with basically every match my my quibble is i don't think they put jake hagar over enough i think that should have been essentially a squash match i don't, I don't think you gain anything by having him barely beat dustin Rhodes, um considering all the build-up of him not wrestling at all and all that stuff um that's just a, a slight quibble um, otherwise, you know, I, I love the, I think I've said this every week, the elite is the best storyline on the show. The mat that was the best match on the show, in my opinion, with maybe, uh, one a of Darby and Sammy, which I thought was also very good. Um, how dare you not say orange Cassidy Pac was the best match of the night. Oh, fa- uh, fantastic as well. <laughs> I, 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 nothing bad to say about that match or orange Cassidy is the best gimmick in wrestling. Um, the Cody match didn't do a lot for me, but the right person won. And the main event honestly didn't do much for me, but I, uh, you know, whatever. Um, the, the main event is the least interesting thing to me about this show. Um, it was fine. Moxley winning was a big moment. All that. I just didn't think it was a very good match, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, the show overall was very, very good. And uh, I think that there's a lot to be said about the future and getting these other guys into the main event. If that match was any indication for sure. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see those guys wrestle. I, I don't know. I, I think you had two guys with too much of a, I don't know how to articulate it, but uh, not exciting styles. Uh, I think Moxley has an exciting style with other people. It didn't really translate with Jericho. Um, and the match wasn't very long either. I don't know. There's, there's some. Maybe it was just because of everything else in the show, but I thought it was kind of a not great ending. But um, otherwise, a very good show. So a couple things from that. Uh, I think the. I mean, I think you have the answer for the heel that should be going after John Moxley. I think you're. You know who your top heel is now, and that's MJF. I mean, like I think that's yeah. the guy that you should be. I just. I. I wonder if it's a little like. It's a little early. I'm talking about like next. I'm talking about whatever, or not the next pay per view necessarily. Okay, or, yeah, I mean, next pay per view, not well, the see, next. I, I mean, I mean, it's it's either Pac or MG, MJF. Yeah, and, just, and that's why I think. But Pac I just don't. Makes, I, MJF should be the next champion. Um, uh, that's interesting. Like you know, maybe maybe that's right. Um, he beat Jesus. If you, he has to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if you want if you want to make an argument that like. This is going to be not till let's say September or whatever, and Paige completes a heel turn or or someone else completes a heel turn by then. Okay, but I think that it, it's someone. It should be someone not WWE and MJF is at that level now. I, I, well, I, the, the the one other thing you could say is like, what if Hangman Page joins the inner circle? And, at, and that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I said. At, at blood and guts. This. But now at this point, it, Page seems like you shouldn't turn him heel. That. It's almost better to turn the Bucks heel um, or something. I would be more inclined. I would be more inclined to have a Kenny Omega turn. Like we talked about right, this last like, week. The, the Kenny is over, over. Right. The Kenny Omega thing has been a misfire from day one. For any, uh, I, I felt like it really worked though 
uh, at the at this show. It was a like, good match. It, it was a great match, but it's still a weird story. It's a weird story where this like there's a reluctant embrace, and it, again they have not positioned Hangman Page as actually being the heel. They've they've but positioned he's the one who was going to attack Kenny at the end. I like I get that, but the problem is Hangman Page is the guy everybody likes. They want him to drink beer with them. Like they, and and like the young bucks are the ones acting like dicks. They were the ones yeah, who were saying they like, were actually being booed. Yeah, yeah, they were, being they, booed they, they were the ones in that, that interview who were like, "Oh, you were nothing in, besides us." Like that was a very <laughs> heel interview. They, they by said the you were a jobber in Ring of Honor. Yes, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not necessarily opposed to a Bucks turn, but I think if it's an ultimate turn, it has to involve all three. I, I just right. think the Omega thing. As I said in the beginning, Omega was the guy that you were that was supposed to be your star, right? Like yeah. he wasn't the one coming we, from we somewhere else. We assumed he was going to be the one to beat Jericho. Correct, and and there's just been a misfire there. Like they, I don't know why, I don't know how. They just they have not been able to make that a thing, so that Kenny Omega is the guy that you're tuning in to watch every week. You like him, you're not you're a fan of what he's doing, but he's not captivating non wrestling fans in any way. He's not made someone who wasn't inclined to like him suddenly say, "I have to watch this show because Kenny Omega is there." So Adam Page is getting bigger reactions than Kenny Omega. Right. So I'd be inclined. I'd be inclined to say if you're looking for someone to spin, Omega's the one to spin. He's the guy to say, let's try something else to set up his big moment being his ultimate face turn, you know, a year from now or something along those lines. Right. He's the guy that I'd be inclined to do that with at this point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just be I would be really afraid to to go right back to I I just mean this all Pac's not a star. He's just not. Um, he's he's a good performer, and this isn't like he's not a star because he wasn't a star in WWE. He's just not a star. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have the look. He doesn't have the. He's built, but he's built for a smaller guy. Um, he's he's a good performer. He's not a superstar. I would I would not be inclined to put him in that position. Um, but he's per- he's but he's perfect to get a title shot on like dynamite. Yes, and lo- you yes. Know what I mean? If you want to do like, like a, you if, if you got to kill four months, you need to do that. Right. Like, if you, you got maybe, or, or maybe maybe at blood and guts, you give him you you have it inner circle well, because blood, blood and guts is dynamite though. Like blood and guts. That's, well, that's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. one of the big dynamites, the the blood and guts. You do the the inner circle versus uh, the elite in in the cage, and then you have uh, Moxley versus Pac. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I think I, I think that's I think. That's what I meant by saying, like, I think that, you know, again, we're in, we're, we're back in this world where the champion fights on pay-per-view four times a year. So you've got to have these like smaller heels that you have, uh, developed to have him beat, to legitimize him as the champion that is hard to beat, you know? And I, and I think that, Guys like Pac are perfect for I, that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I would just would not make him the guy in May. I would not be no. propping him up in a championship match on your pay per view. I think that's a mistake. N- right. No, with my, one my asterisk, is, is I wouldn't. I wouldn't put MJF in that spot unless he's going to win. I think MJF, when he gets to that spot, needs to win. Is kind of what I, I understand. I understand that. I think there's an argument for that. I, th- I understand that. And, and, and I and, and counter to that, I mean, or not counter to that, but to to to, to go with that, Moxley should have the title for a while. You know, right. before he loses it. I'm not. I just that's the main. The na- I didn't ever. I'm never somebody that thinks that faces need to hold the title for a long time. I'm just never. I've I've never been. I know that like the argument is either you have to hold him for nothing or you have him hold him forever. Like I get that, but I've well, ne- there's there's one other thing that is fucking definitely happening and that well, you aren't going to want to happen. And you have to realize Cody's coming. You yeah, know what I well, mean? Like 
that's and that's, well, there, there, there's also two other big things that are going to be happening in the very near future, and that's the injection of Brody Lee and presumably right. Matt Hardy. Right. Well, yeah. Or who, whoever they sign. You know, they just signed Lance Archer. They just signed Gold Cabana. There's other people yeah. coming. Yeah, like, by the so, way, that, so, that, was, that was the worst. The worst part of that entire night, and it, wasn't, it was in the pre-show, was them doing the bit where wrestlers are stupid. And, well, <laughs> after we've already lost, now we can come be heroes. Like, it's just so bad. It's such a bad trope. Um, stop doing that. I, inserting Colt Cabana for no apparent reason, like, it just come up with something better than that, man. Come up with something better. All right, Aaron, I know you're going to have to run, so get your plugs in. Yep, uh, follow me on Twitter at DA Oster. Watch the Daily Line in D.C., Philly, Chicago, Bay Area, or NBCSports.com slash bet 3 to 7 every day. All right, when we come back in, Dana Brooke joins us. Excited about that. We like her a lot. Uh, she's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. This is Jobbing Out. Check out Costa's Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. They're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. And their nightly specials also include crab cake night on Monday, rib night on Tuesday, steak night on Wednesdays with a half-price bottle of wine, and lobster night on Thursdays. Check out CostasInn.com to find out more. And the delicious crab cakes are shipped anywhere. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton. Um, Brandon, we got the opportunity to spend a few minutes chatting with someone who, like, no joke, I'm legitimately a fan of, and we probably don't talk about enough how much we like her. Um, we're going to be joining here. isn't she waiting on the line? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy, throwback to last week. Um, uh, dude, I love Dana Brooke. I really do, and I always have. Me, I, me I, too. I, I think... I think we, we, the way we do our show, a lot of times we just sort of touch on what the hot button issues are. Right. And, and, and maybe at some point, you know, we might get into the weeds a little bit more on the, you know, everything that happens on the show. And I think because of probably something big that was happening the weeks that this happened, we didn't really spend a lot of time with how amazing she was in that whole lead up with Rhonda. No doubt. Where she sort of helped Rhonda with her heel turn. No question. And she cut an amazing promo on the like like I think we all are we wonder why they're not doing more with Dana Brooke. And and it's not because they don't value her because you don't give someone a microphone for that long if they don't know what she's capable of. Right. Or if they don't trust her, I should say. Um, and they trusted her with Ronda. They trusted her to have Asuka's first match, which we all know how much they had invested in Asuka and still do. Um, I mean, Asuka was coming from Japan. Like, yeah. she wasn't coming from, you know, Progress or something. Like, she was coming from Japan. There was a lot of people were wondering what the communication was going to be like. And they trusted Dana to have her first match, which I think speaks volumes as to what they what nxt team felt about dana brooke uh when she was down there completely agree dude Com- I mean, look everything she does i i keep asking myself what do they possibly not see in dana brooke like she checks you know what let's just talk how about we just talk to her about it how about we just do that yeah um, the, the flex appeal is here uh dana brooke uh with us here on jobbing out well, joined now by one of our absolute favorites. She doesn't know, but we are legit fans. She is Ashley May Sabera. You know her better, of course, as Dana Brooke. Dana, it's uh, it's Glenn and Brandon. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. 
Hey guys, well, that was quite the introduction. I mean, I did, I had no idea, but thank you guys for being great loyal fans. So I really appreciate. We it. We are in like you don't call us Marks, but we are nerdy fans who regularly talk <laughs> about how much more you deserve. But you know what? We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Thank you. Let me start. Tell everybody about. Um, this is an incredible thing that I didn't know that you were doing, but I think a lot of people know you've been through some tragedy in your life, and you've come out from the other side trying to do some good from it. Tell everybody about the Dallas McCarver Foundation. Uh, you know, the Dallas McCarver Foundation holds a very close um, part of me and also his mother and everyone who stands behind it. Recently, we're in the talks um, right now of working with St. Jude's Hospital and um, helping underprivileged children um, in need. So that's, you know, growing up, I was very fortunate enough to have a lot of things. But Dallas, you know, who was my ex who had passed away, he was, you know, it was unfortunate because he didn't grow up with the, the nicest things or he was in orphanages and um, so living on and carrying his legacy we've always loved children it's always been something that we wanted to do when he was alive is kind of go back and give out to different charities and um, you know when he had passed away his mother and I had come together and this is something we're super passionate about um, is this uh, Dallas McCarver Foundation and as I had mentioned working with St. Jude's um, within the next couple of months, we're going to make a huge donation, which I'm, I'm really excited about. And, um, you know, the children in these hospitals, too, I, I make a lot of visits with WWE and traveling. Um, and just seeing their faces light up and knowing, you know, they have so, so many things going on in their life. And they wake up and they have these amazing smiles on their faces, amazing big hearts. And, um, to be able to do the littlest thing and make an impact on our life really is, is amazing. That's incredible. It's great on your part. Is, is there a website or somewhere where people can go to find out more about the foundation? It is, it, you know, it's the GoFundMe account. Okay. Um, you can go on the GoFundMe, Dallas McCarver. Um, the foundation, like we had said, is the Dallas McCarver Foundation. And it, it uh, lets you know on the, the website um, about everything that it, it's for, like you had mentioned, the underprivileged children, um, just giving back to the communities around, um, orphanages, schools, hospitals, all of the above. So it gives some amazing detail. We did a video um, about it and also, you know, with Dallas talking, and it's just little blurps and, and things like that that, it's really inspiring and touching because, you know, Dallas throughout everything and, and his journey, um, he just wanted everyone to work hard and be happy. And that's, you know, just keep going and pushing through. That's awesome. So, you know, I know he's up above smiling down and, um, I'm really proud to be able to carry on his legacy. That's great. We're going to link it up on Twitter as well for people to go there and make a donation. She is Ashley Saber. Dana Brooke, you know her from WWE. All right, so here's the – is 2020 finally going to be – like we really – we sit here every couple of weeks and we say, why – is Dana Brooke not getting more opportunities? She's amazing. She's equally attractive and a badass. Like it, you have, you check every box as a performer. You, you've done everything as a character. Please tell me that 2020 is finally the year where, like, you're gonna go it in is. the elimination chamber. You're gonna main event. Main, like this is finally gonna happen. It, you know, it has to happen too. I always said, you know, the transition from Raw to SmackDown was a fresh new start for my career. 
Um, it's been it's been just that you know coming on to Fox and having the exposure on Fox and a completely different platform has been unbelievable. SmackDown, I just I came, I did my thing, I, I walked out that first SmackDown on Fox and I cut this promo, making sure that you know the flex appeal was going to be seen and going to be heard. Um, and every opportunity, I I just want to kind of keep increasing my exposure and you know getting better in the ring. And also, you know, turning those haters, those haters are my motivators, right? And I want to turn those haters into believers and know that hard work does pay off. Um, as far as, you know, opportunities that I am given, I just, I kind of, I want to take them and, and on my own now, you know, I'm going to go out there and stand up for myself, keep going, keep moving forward. Um, you know, I, I always say 2020 is like 2020 vision, right? So you're going to see clear, you're going to, you know, see your goals and you're going to accomplish them so that's exactly what i plan on doing um and there's so much more that wwe has to offer as far as uh our different platforms with the outreach and the charity events as i mentioned and i find that very passionate um and you know wwe offers amazing things across the board and i can't wait wrestlemania is right around the corner um in tampa florida so i'm training my butt up butt off for it and I, I just I can't wait to see what's ahead. And we can't wait to see it either. There's no doubt about that. Uh, tell me the truth. Y- you are let's line all the way. I know there are some that female performers that are like actual fighters, but you're a bodybuilder. You're one of the craziest okay. badasses. So let's do we do a battle royal shoot fight of every female performer in all of WWE. How many really have a chance against you? Honestly, I would like to say one or two and those two i would say you know the baddest is ronda rousey right i will i'll put up a good fight i'm not gonna lie (laughs) and asuka asuka i don't know what fuels her fire but she is one little baddie i like to say like she she can bring the fire and i don't know what's in it our feud started all the way back in nxt and she's one that i step in the ring with every single time and i'm like whoa like i have to step my game up 24-7, 24-7, all the time, like, studying her. Same thing with Ronda, you know. I just, I, I would love another shot at Ronda Rousey. She brings out the best in me, too. Um, we, you know, I think I, I uh, can give her give her a run, a good run well, at that. You, you mentioned Asuka. You actually had Asuka's first match in WWE. Cor- uh, correct, correct. So that was really exciting, but also super nerve-wracking in the regards of, you know, coming from Japan, I wasn't too sure of her style. And, you know, everyone was hyping her up and talking about um, how, you know, amazing she is and she's the best wrestler in the entire world. And I was, I was shooken up, you know, because I'm like, oh, my God, I, ha- I haven't had that much experience. I've only had, like, two years under my belt, if that. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I always tell myself I love a challenge. I love pushing myself. I love, you know, a a competitive match. And I was ready to put it all out there, lay it all out there on the line. Um, Little do people know, if you have watched Breaking Ground, everyone knows I fought through an injury during that match. Mm -hmm. Um, I was injured. And as soon, and that was, in my head, it was a point where, I, ne- I needed to leave it all out there because after that match, I knew I was going to have to take some time off and recover myself. 
So I had nothing left to lose at that point, you know. I was like, okay, here I am, here I go. I'm putting everything out there, showing the world who I am, what I can do, what I can accomplish, and I'm afraid of nobody. I'm absolutely not afraid of anybody. And so going out there and being able to leave it all out in the ring and knowing that I was going to have to take some time off, it was um, it was more mental than anything. So, you know, it, Asuka... I remember that match like it was yesterday because it was so much more than just a match. That's cool. All right, I know we need Dana. I know we need to let you go, but we have to ask uh, your, your boyfriend, who seems wonderful, seems like a great guy. How does he handle all of the nerdy wrestling fans that come up to you guys and, and are mad that he's not Dave Batista? <laughs> you know, he is, he takes it amazing. Um, he supports me one hundred percent. He's truly an ultimate gem. Uh, he understands the business 100%. Um, and you know what? Dave Batista and I, we're great friends. That's cool. You know, we've had a great friendship. We still remain amazing friends. Um, actually, Dave has asked about, you know, Yuli as well. Like, is he does he treat you good? How is he? You know, all this stuff. So it's crazy how the world works and the world's so small. Um, and we all have a great friendship. But what I do think is kind of going to be a little bit crazy is Wrestlemania he's getting inducted Yuli's going to be with him. Ah, like, yeah. you know it's like It'll we're going to see where, how this all plans out <laughs> well he's a good sport to deal with it because wrestling fans are nerds and we know how that is um, it's at Dana Brooke yeah. WWE on Twitter uh, go give her a follow there and then go support it's an incredible thing that she's doing with the Dallas McCarver Foundation and again we'll link it up on our Twitter account uh, Ashley or Dana, we, we can't tell you. We're such big fans. Uh, we love everything thank you're you. doing. Continued success, and thank you for taking the time for us. Guys, thank you so much. It means everything to put my message out there. Your support means more than anything to me. Just knowing that I have you guys, um, I'll keep pushing, keep going forward, and, and, and let's all achieve our goals here in 2020. Awesome. Uh, great stuff with Dana Brooke. Appreciate her taking a few minutes for us this week. Just Glenn and Brandon to wrap up uh, the show. Um, Brandon, a couple things we have an ab- opportunity to uh, get to. It was made official. We had talked about many of the rumors regarding the Hall of Fame. Uh, JBL was on the list, and thumbs up. He gets announced he's going into the Hall of Fame. The hell else do you say? Of course, JBL's a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I think there's still the possibility down the road that they could put the two of them in together, put the Acolytes in as, as, a, as a tag team. But, you know, it, it's also interesting that they've they've this does appear to be a purposefully more loaded class since this is the year they had to move the hall of fame to Thursday night that yeah. they felt the need to stockpile it a bit with legit champions and stars like JBL's the fourth on the list. The fourth on the list last year was Brutus, the barber fucking beefcake, you know, like JBL's uh, fourth. get it right. It's Brutus, the fucking barber. Thank you. I'm beefcake. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so this is a significant difference, which feels like, hey, we're doing this on Thursday night. It's not as surefire that we're just going to have a packed building. We've got to load it up a little bit more um, because of the nature of it being a Thursday night deal. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that that being said, I also think this is the one thing you're going to disagree with me with it on this. But I, I think especially right now, this is the one thing where I do think there's a little bit of advanced planning going on. Where they're they're putting on paper, okay, well, like if we're doing this person next year, you know, or if we're do, uh, to Aaron's point, how he always says they only want one person who's passed away on the list, like 
So I, I do think that's probably part of it, too, is like it feels like they're rushing to get some of these people in because of whatever the plans are for next year and the year after that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I, I mean, I don't I'll I don't, really, I don't know. I'll watch that I, it now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I know what that means. Like, I don't know. So like, who do you think is going in next year that they had to do JBL? I, I mean, this I don't year? have any specific ideas about that. I, I just mean, like, you know, Aaron always says, well, they only plan to have one dead person per year so yeah, like I mean, that's you know if, if 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 that's real then they're saying this we got to get these people in and that's there's a list somewhere and then you know maybe there so many women get in so this time it's the bellas and you know whoever uh, or or they have no women and that's why they had to say oh my god we got to rush the bellas in um that could be it too um so i just i think there's a lot that goes into that as, as far as like you know how many you know it's like it's like when we talk about making our picks and we're like we don't want to pick all heels or all faces or whatever i think they look at that and say okay we need at least one really old guy and x amount of current people and you know one woman or two women or whatever i think and i think that goes into who goes in um to balance out with the fact that they need a TV show everybody's going to watch the whole time yeah. and not turn off. Yeah, I, I don't... I, maybe... I just feel like this is more... Spe- I, I think this this is specifically about Thursday night. I think it's... They've never done it on Thursday night before. The crowds have not been great on they're Saturday nights. They're worried people won't buy tickets. They're worried people that won't buy... I mean, they're going to sell enough because they're going to sell travel packages, but they're just... I think they're worried that like people are going to buy travel packages and not show up at the arena. Like people buy their because packages. it's just because it's just part of the package. It's not really yeah, correct. Exactly. I think they they feel like they need to compel people to be there so it doesn't just look awful on TV. Um, and this goes a long way. It goes putting a loaded class in goes a long way. Now you can only do that. Presumably you're gonna have to keep doing the Hall of Fame on Thursday night, right? Like you you've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday taken up every year. So well, unless to, to, to add to your point, someone might buy the travel package and schedule their flight for fucking Friday morning. Correct. You know what I mean? So because I. Either you've got to do a loaded class every year or you're going to have to reimagine exactly what you're doing. And we've heard the the rumblings continue about them, you know, perhaps making it a two day event, making WrestleMania a two day event in the future. So, like, you're going to start, you're really going to run out of time at some point. So, could you make it, you know, I don't think Fox would be willing, I don't think Fox is going to get on board with, like, making part of SmackDown be the Hall of Fame induction. Like, I, I, they're going to have to figure this out moving forward because I don't think they're, they're going to run out of options to try to have loaded classes every year if they're going to have to yeah. keep doing this on Thursday night. It'll be interesting to see what it is they go about doing. Could they go back to what they did in the past when it was a Saturday afternoon event that they were streaming on Saturday afternoon and just try to make the venue smaller because they're just going to do, you know, the, the arena thing isn't as big of a deal. There's a million things they could try to figure out in this process, but it just feels like this specifically they needed to have as being a loaded class because of the nature of Thursday night. Um, let's talk about NXT real quick. Um, Dude, we are getting Finn Balor. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm completely on board. Versus Walter. Yes, that's a wonderful um, NXT give, UK Gives me that. And, yes. and we've all seen how great Walter is working face. I hope they keep that dynamic. Like I hope they keep the dynamic that Finn Balor is the heel, right? And and Walter is the face, which is kind of hard when you've got three guys. He was, te- and whatever. the funny thing too is that Finn was teasing a little bit during his promo last week that, like, and not as a baby face, but like as a star type of face. Yeah, yeah like, kind of. Like I agree. I'm a superstar. 
So it doesn't really matter if I'm a good, you know, that that type of face thing. So it will be interesting to see how so they do as, that. As, were you going to say he's not a good guy? I was about to he's go there. He's not a bad you know? guy. He's the guy, right? He's um, just the guy. I was about to go there. I'm Look, I, how could you not be on board with Walter versus Finn Balor? That's a fucking 10 of a match. Um, you're getting it. You're losing your women's championship match from your takeover at WrestleMania weekend, but now you're getting, you know, Gargano Ciampa, Velveteen, and Adam Cole, and fucking Finn Balor and Walter. Like, didn't we get an answer for the women's match? Well, they're going to do a they women's said- match. They're going to do a tournament that's going to lead to. Correct. The, the 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 main of the, or sorry, the finals of the tournament will be at correct takeover. Correct. And that's fine. Like it's it's inherently fine. It gives you a significant women's match. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Do you have um, any any idea who you might put in that match? I mean, it just it just there's two things that this is built around, right? So Charlotte beats Bianca Belair, which would presumably mean we've moved on from Bianca Belair. But the fact that she had her wreck Bianca afterwards to essentially turn her face. It it leaves. But there's two interesting scenarios. Either they purposely did that to try to write Bianca off through WrestleMania so that we don't scream about her not being part of the match. Or to turn her face to Kofi her through the tournament. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So that I will say I will say this. I ha- we didn't talk about it. I did not love at Takeover that they had and you know, you know this bothers me with um, other people like uh, Sonya Deville and whatever. Like, you can't have people do what she did and be a heel. You can't have her come out with Black History Month all over her, all over her yeah, that's, jacket. That's, that's tough. Yep. It really bothers me. I, I, like, honestly, whatever. Like, maybe it's fine to other people. I think it's hard to have someone coming out with this big emotional. You know, if you see the little interviews they did with her on online and everything. It's really hard to do that and then have her play the heel character that she was playing. I think you got to lean into you either lean into her as a face or you don't. You know what I mean? I, like you, I don't you either disagree. do those things and you use those things to because honestly, it was a big wasted moment. Like yep. you did all that and then she just loses as a heel whenever she could be doing I mean, I know it's not February anymore. I'm just saying the idea of it is, you know, the, it's sort of like the Kofi stuff. If Kofi was a heel but he was out there saying you know, he's been trying for 11 years. and it just, it just, It's just one of those things where I, I was like, oh, this isn't great. I don't disagree. But you have the opportunity to turn it around now if you want to and have her run the table in this tournament and run into someone legitimate. And it's like I was saying two weeks ago. We love Bianca Blair. Don't conflate what I'm saying um, that between the performer and the way they booked the performer. The performer is fantastic and ready. The way they booked her would not suggest that. So you need to put her in a position to get her to that next level. And this is the perfect, by the way, way to do that is to have her beat Candace, you know, whoever it, would, it is, it would be, you know, three it would be, legitimate people. If, again, and then she's made. If it's, right? a, it, I don't know what the deal is with the Oshirai, but that's your, your answer for your night before WrestleMania match. If you can do it is Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai. And Correct. that if you if you can do it, if and you put you. Bianca over. By the way, right. you have to. Right. I Correct. mean, we all love Io Shirai, but if you if you're gonna make Bianca Belair yep. happen, yep. and you want, and they obviously want to, yep. you need to do this. You need to have her beat two or three legitimate. You know, you have her do a face match where you know we're not sure she's a face yet, but obviously, you know, we're saying they're turning her face, 
And then you have her do like a respect match in that tournament, whether it's Candace, whoever it is that they shake her hand at the end. And then you give her the big victory over like EO or whoever. Or you could do that in the main event, too. I like it better if you, they put her over a big heel in the main event, though, or in the, in the finals, I should I say. I agree. All right. Uh, we got to wrap up because I got to roll. Uh, get your plugs in. What's coming up at uh, Ram's Head Live? We just announced Paris, the band, PVR. That would be P-V-R-I-S instead of the A. Of course. Everybody knows um, they're coming to Ramshead May 20th. I believe they had a song that was the theme song of the pay-per-view at some point. I can't remember which one. But their uh, tickets go on sale for that Friday. Um, we also have a lot of other stuff we're announcing uh, every week. Go to RamsheadLive.com, at RamsheadLive on Twitter, at RamsheadLive on Instagram. And I'm at Brandon Linton on Twitter. At Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com, and of course at AJ Francis410. And uh, continue to check out all of his awesome videos that he's doing down uh, at the uh, Performance Center with some of his buddies that are. Uh, Too big time to come on the show now. Uh, we did try. I did try three different times to make it work, and it just didn't work for him this week. That's all right. It's not our fault this time. We are inviting we- him. We are purposely going out of our way to try to schedule a segment that he can do with us. It's just tough. It's tough, man. He's Look, we're, we care about what he's doing. We'll have him back on the show very yeah. soon. But we're, we're joking around. Of yes. course, he's very Correct. busy. Correct. Yeah. All right. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, uh, oh, thanks again to Dana Brooke. And for the main event, vent, 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 I'm Glenn Clark. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta move on. This has been Vent. Jobbing Out. Vent. Jobbing Out.